0: Welcome to the We Are SC podcast, this is Eric McKinney, and here's part two of my Q&A with USC Offensive Coordinator and Quarterback Coach Graham Harrell uh, from Monday evening down at the TAF Club of San Diego, and along at the end here with some questions from the audience. So enjoy, Coach Harrell. Real... Uh, not to make you go you know, position by position along the offensive line, but that was a spot last year where I think you know, the anticipation was hopeful I, I, to get a, an uptick in so play from I, the yeah, offensive line this year. Where have you seen uh, them, how they've adjusted the offense to, to the system uh, in play here at the end of the spring? Where, where is that position right now? And it seems like that that 2017 class where all those guys, all the starting five that we saw all spring came from the same class, it seems like they've been able to play together a lot this spring and, and really gel together. No the question. They, uh,
1: You know, uh, again, uh, the biggest... I think where we're, probably our, our biggest weakness going into this fall is, it is or coming out of spring is depth. Across the board, it's not kind of just, <clears throat> besides running back, we don't have a ton of depth anywhere. And um, now we do have, I think like 21 new kids coming in in the fall, which will obviously help with depth, but um, like I said earlier, it's not easy to play as true freshman at any I mean, in high school, it's not easy to play as a freshman, in college, it's not easy to play as a freshman, and we'll obviously play with some, but. Um death probably, probably this seems the biggest weakness coming out of spring and uh, and that's across the board, also at line. you know I, I think um, we have, I don't know seven or eight guys that you feel really good about, like I said the, the five that, that started most of spring together were guys that came in together. Uh, so not only um, have they played together quite a bit, but more than anything, I think they just spent so much time together, well, the guys you come in with, you kind of form a special bond with because they're your classmates, you go through school together with them, you're in a lot of classes, especially early on, in the, uh, the basic classes, you're in the classes with them together, you're sitting and studying all together. So you create a special bond, and I think that, that uh, that's as important to winning football games as anything, it's just the chemistry that's built within a football team. And, and uh, on the offensive line, uh, that's kind of a, a small that's version true. of a football team, you know, I mean like the chemistry is as important as anything It doesn't matter if you have five with really talented guys up there. If they don't work well together uh, You're going to get one sack so I'm not going to play very good football uh, but but when those five regardless of how talented they are because they really care about each other and they really care about working together and uh, They get along with each other that's you know there's times where you put two guys together next to each other and they hate each other, so he gets beat inside. And this guy could help him. He's like, forget it. That's on him. You know what I mean? The quarterback's getting murdered back right there, and he's like, that's not his fault, right? But um, when when those five start working together well and, and care about each other more than just on a football field. Uh, you, you have something special, and I think that's what you saw from that, that first five you saw most of the spring which is guys that came in together, that know each other really well, that spent a lot of time together on and off the field and so they played well together, and that's going to be the most important thing for the offensive line is to try to keep community there, and uh, I think Drevner does a great job of trying to create um, chemistry just within his room, and, and, and uh, guys caring about each other and pulling for each other working together as a unit, and, he, and at times he'll put, um, he'll mix up the lineup just to get, you know, Austin Jackson wraps with someone else in guard garden um, instead of um, Elijah's guard, you know, because that's who was there most of the spring. We'll get someone else wrapped. So those two can start to create chemistry together just in case something were to happen. So uh, I thought he did a great job with that this spring. Again, we simplified things, and I think they all, it even simplified for the old line. Um, and, and they loved it. And they really bought into taking ownership of the team, too. But, we, you know, like I said, I told them, we're going to go as the O line goes, and I, and I believe that. So. Um, not only do they kind of set the tempo, uh, you know, if we want to play fast, they one has to play fast. They're the ones that are going set the tempo. So we told them that, they bought into that, started rushing, rushing to the ball, chasing the ball, doing some really good things as far as tempo goes. Uh, but I also think they set the tone for the team. If they're playing well, the whole offense plays well. We're going to kind of feed off their energy. And uh, so it, it was crazy, you know, Coach in the way he schedules practice, he kind of has a team period, and then 7-on-7 seven seven period, and then another team period. Well, you know, we have that team period, and they'll all out go that. They'd be full of energy and full of excitement, it'd be fun. Everyone's getting after it. It's a big competition. Then they leave, and we do seven on seven, and it's almost like flat all of a sudden. it's like forget this. Let's just bring those guys back over and have fun again. You know, and. Uh, So we're just trying to get through 7-on-7 to get back to team where where the big guys come back over. Uh, But again, because of the energy they brought, the excitement they brought, uh, the the entire team, not only the offense, the defense feeds off that too. Because when we're getting excited and doing things well, well, they're getting pissed off, but they're also filling the energy. So their energy level picks up, so it becomes a competitive practice, and both sides of the ball benefit from it. And I think the online really set the tempo for that, or set the tone for that. All spring, that was good for us. Like I said, they, they need to be the guys that set the tone for that, and they did a good job of that. So uh, we don't have a ton of depth, uh, but but I think, like I said, that first group and, and a few guys that we mix in there with them really did some good things, and, and uh, we're gonna have to continue to
0: gel and, and create that chemistry. But if we do, uh, I feel really good about where those guys to work. The last thing I have before you open it up. Speaking of gelling and creating chemistry, the offensive coaching staff, a couple guys shifted around, a couple new faces there. How did you guys work together this spring? What's that relationship been like? And it seemed like you, when you came in, you were sort of handed the reins to the offense and you got to, I don't know how much of the practice you got to sort of figure out how to run the offense and that sort of thing, but can you take us through a little bit, the relationship, the relationship, working relationship and how that's gone so far with that offensive staff? Oh, it's been great. We, uh,
1: you know, I think the way we practice is, is part of the reason I think this offense has success most of the places it goes. So, uh, Coach Alton was great about, uh, especially the, the individual periods and stuff, letting us do it the way we've always done it. Because again, I think that's one of the reasons this offense has been successful for so long. So, uh, that was great, the, the way we practice. And it's, um, again, one of the main reasons we have success, I think. And it creates chemistry within the offense. But, as a staff, you know, I, I think that the, uh, I mean, the kids, or the players, they're going, they're going, they are they're know if there's good chemistry on the staff, and if there's tension on the staff, there's going to be tension in, in, within the players, and, and if we're going to talk about building a great culture on a team, it starts with the coaches' staff, because I mean, if the culture is bad amongst the coaches, uh, as much as you want to try to hide it, the kids see everything, the players see everything, and so you have to have great chemistry, and so, um, you know, part of... You know just who I am, and we're gonna have fun, we're gonna work hard, we're gonna do things right. Um, but we're not ever gonna walk on X and until you know, uh, one guy said, uh, I forget who it was, someone in the office because we were having fun and then whatever. And uh, we have some new faces, a lot love switch, but so there's me and Coach Jinx. New Coach Jinx came from Texas, and was, Clint brought him in, and he was a high school coach in Texas, and then I brought in two QCs from Texas. So they call us Team Texas everywhere we go, and so having uh, we're like the mafia up there. Right? Yeah, we don't we don't leave each other's side because we're we're in foreign territory out here. You know? So we got to stay close and stick together. No, but uh, so, so having those guys made a very comfortable atmosphere for me. Uh, but 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 you do have you do have uh other guys on the staff, you know, I mean so like uh, KC who. Um, you know, has been at USC a long time, and, and and he's an unbelievable guy, though. But so so really, I think there were four kind of new faces between quality control guys and, and me and Coach Jinks on the offensive staff. So you're bringing in basically four new guys and four guys that are already kind of there and, and trying to make that work. And um, again, it's it's football. Like I said, I know there's a lot riding on it and at this level. There's there's more to it than just playing the game. But um, at the end of the day, you are playing the game, you know. And so. Uh, we're not, we're not going to ever be too uptight, and, and, uh, and like I said, it's, it's a pressure, yeah, I'm sure, but you know that's what I was getting at. One of the guys, he came in and said, uh, I think it was an operations guy, yeah. he said, and it was me and my Texas crew sitting there, because we all sit in the staff room all the time and, and just hang out, but um, he said, do, y- do y'all ever feel nervous that everyone's job up right now, y'all being successful?
0: <laughs> 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 uh, I never thought of it that way. Like, you know,
1: uh, maybe we'll start feeling pressure, but not really. You know, and and, and that's the thing is, is the guys that we brought in. It's like we're just guys that like to have fun. We're all there. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna play football, and we're gonna to expect to do great things, and that's our expectations. Um, but, but it's it's not gonna be fourth and one in the office every day because that's a miserable way to live. And uh, and so what, what's the point of doing it? Like I said, if, if it's fourth and one in the office every day, then I need to go find a new job. You know, and and. and uh, and so we're losing and fun I think because of that the other coaches kind of like it you know uh, it, it's easier to gel with just about anyone because we're not coming in trying to be you know we're the new guys and this way, we're going to do things and I don't care who you are and we're going to be you know the czar instead of just friends you know and so um, uh, they were welcoming to us we welcome in and so like I said you got KC um, you got Drevno, who who you know has done it differently than us for a long time but was awesome as far as like this is the way you want to do it? Let's try it. You know what I mean? like, I think at first he was like, yeah, yeah, watch this. You're about to be an idiot. <laughs> but sure, right, you know. <laughs> uh, and then we start having success and he's like, man, I love the right. you know. Like, it makes my job easier, you know. Uh, and so he really bought in, KC bought in. And, and like I said, we, it's not like we try to, I mean, we just wanted to have fun, win football games and, and, and do it the right way, you know, do things right. If um, if selfless tough and discipline is what we expect that's our players perfect. to be the self tough and discipline what we expect our coaches yeah. to be us as the staff. And that's kinda you know what I said day one was hey, as long as we're selfless tough and discipline, we do things right on and off the field by our players and by each other. We're gonna have a ton of fun. We're gonna win a lot of football games because we have great players and uh, and we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it. So um, I think not only did the players buy into that but the other coaches on the offense bought into that. And again, we go there, we have a lot of fun and, and uh, we work hard, but we expect, if we expect the players to work hard, we need to work hard too, and if we expect them to do something, we need to do it too as coaches, and I think we do that. Uh, we all work out as an offensive staff, so I think that's another chance, uh, you kind of get a chance to, to bond together. When you see another guy working out, I mean, the way to, you know, to, uh, I think, create good team or good chemistry is through shared, you know, shared tough experiences, or through, you know, shared adversity, and so, you know, working out is a small version of that, but that's kind of some shared adversity that we go through together every day, and it creates chemistry among us. And, and uh, so, because of that, we're a closer staff, and, and I think that's important for us. But they've bought in; they've been fun to work with. Um, like I said, we just go out there, and, and, and uh, we have to be we have to be on the same page as a coaching staff. We don't always have to agree, and those are gonna be times when we sit in the fam room and we try to figure out. Well, I think this way's the best, and he thinks that way's the best, and he thinks that is the best. We've got to figure out what we're going to say that's the best as a, as a unit. And once we decide that, we're all in on it. And, and I think that uh, that's what we try to do as a staff, and, and because of that, the players see it. And um, it, it's been a fun staff to work with and been a fun offense to work with as a whole.
0: All right, I, I appreciate the time. Um, we, we can open that up to the real questions now. If anyone has anything for Coach Earl. Uh, yeah, all the way back.
1: How are the running backs done with the You know, I think that was adjustment for them at first because we we are gonna ask them to block them. I mean probably we're gonna make them they're gonna have a they have more responsibility in the pass for taking game. Uh, and so early on Again, Vi, he doesn't care what you're asking him to do. He's going to do whatever you're asking him to do as hard as he can do it. So if you say, you know, go run into a brick wall, he's probably going to probably go run into a brick wall. If you say that big guy is coming as hard as he can, you got to block him, he's going to block it. You know what I mean? And so, he, uh, he bought into it immediately just because that's the kind of guy he is. Some of the other guys, um, uh, you know, I think first couple practices weren't great at it. And, uh, they figured out very quickly and we told them very quickly, like, anybody can run the football you know what i, mean? I, I can go handball to anyone and they can be great at running the football if you can't protect if you can't be unselfish if you can't block when your number's not called you're not going to be in there and uh once that message kind of got portrayed to them they bought into protection a lot more because they want to be in the football game and so uh they got better as the spring went on i think coach jinx did a great job and it wasn't me you know i tell coach jinx day one, if they can't block they can't play and uh he did a great job of relaying that message to him every single day if they didn't So um, their motivation to block improved, and I think half of pass protection is, is just a want-to and a motivation to do it. And, and he did a great job motivating them to do it, getting them to buy in that that's as important as anything. And uh, because of that, it got a lot better. Again, from day one, just because of the kind of kid that buy is, yes, he was really good at it. Uh, some of the other guys, it took it took a few practices to get going, um, but again, once they realized that if I want to be in that game, I better be on pass protect, they got good at it pretty quickly. So, so um, it improved tremendously as the spring went on. Like I said earlier on, it wasn't great, and it got better as the, as the time went on.
0: Penalties equals undisciplined,
1: you know. And, and uh, if we say we're going to be self-disciplined, that's, that's part of that's penalties. Yeah. so, uh, any penalty we have, there's, there's, they get a uh, little post-practice motivation, not that penalties anymore. So that's the way we do it in practice. Uh, yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I think the pre, the like, pre-snap penalties, the false start, and post-play penalties, you know, 15-yarders, those are undisciplined penalties. Now, there going to be holdings. Yeah, there's going to be holdings. Like. There's holding on every single football play. So that's just up to the ref if he's going to call the holding or not. You know what I mean? And so um, I try not to be too hard on him about in-play penalties, for instance, holding, unless it's just a totally undisciplined penalty. You know what I mean? Like, like holding or defensive pass interference. So defensive <coughs> pass interference every, every play, it's, it's, it, that's a, to me, that's too much of a discretionary call to be too anal about as a coach. Like there's going to be called times where you get the defensive pass interference. There's going to be times where they call holding on the offensive line, and you're going to have to live with that. To me, the penalties that kill you are pre-snap penalties and post-play penalties, and uh, that's from either selfishness, lack of discipline, uh, not being mentally tough, and, and like I said, so that's why those are core values because those those penalties, I think, like a false start for instance, a, a pre-snap penalty, that's a discipline. A post-play penalty is either selfish or, or, or mentally weak, you know, and so um, those carry a little more a little more post price motivation than, than the pre-snap penalties, but. Um, we, uh, again, we try to address those and, and try to build that into our culture. Of that's what gets you beat, and, and uh, that's not who we are. That's not who we want to be. So, again, during the play, are there going to be some penalties? Yeah, that's, that's football. But before the play and after the play, um, there shouldn't be penalties because, again, that's not self-defense. Last year,
0: we didn't use a lot of misdirection, and we didn't use the tight ends very often. I want to see what your opinion was on the tight ends. And- well,
1: we, uh, we we don't have the time to have the tight end either. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the, towards the end of spring, we we're practicing with one tight end most of the time to be honest with you. So um, we got to get some guys healthy at that position. Eric was the guy that we played, you know, was the one tight end we had healthy, and he did a heck a job. And so um, we're going to put our best eleven football players on the football field. And if it's a tight end, it's a tight end. If it's not, it's not. And so um, that's. To me, you know, you're getting all these personnels for just to get in personnel, But if you're taking a good player off the field and putting a worse player on the football field, you're not making yourself better. And so, we're going to try to get our best eleven on the football field as often as we can and play with those eleven. And uh, that's going to be our philosophy, whether it be a tight end or not. I, th- I like the tight end. Uh, at North Texas, we were in eleven personnel, one tight end set, most of the majority of the, football, uh, the majority of the time. Uh, but again, we got to find our best eleven and get them on the football field. So, so that's kind of our philosophy on tight end. If we can keep them healthy, uh, Josh follows is a special talent. He uh, <clears throat> he just has, you know, he he was he missed quite a few practices, and so it was hard to evaluate what he can do. Um, and, and our misdirection stuff is more uh, kind of what we call our movement game, and we've expanded that package as we got here because um, it was good for us, and so so we'll continue to do that, but. Um, if it works, then I like it. If it doesn't work, then I don't. I guess is what I feel about this direction. I don't know. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, so you talked about
0: a little bit about uh, lack of discipline, discipline, and the importance of consequences. Something that bothered us all, I think, last year was the talk about how practices had become almost optional. There was no consequence for missing practice um, during the season pre-season, is that something that is going to become something of a bit more importance is showing up for practice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the act of like soft practices as well, like, I guess, that how hard
1: the practice is. They're no
0: like. yeah. Showing no up in, in full gear and all that. Yeah. But actually showing up. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean.
1: I can't speak on some of that I wasn't here, so I
0: don't uh, I don't what happened, but
1: um, you got to practice, and uh, I mean, in our philosophy at North Texas, if you weren't at practice by Wednesday, so say you're injured, you know what I mean? And, uh, there's there's going to be times where a guy misses a practice, but if they can't practice by Wednesday, then they don't need to play on Saturday because they didn't, they didn't get prepared for it, right? So, uh, that was our, always our philosophy at, at North Texas, and, and our policy was if, if you're not back to practice by Wednesday, you are not going to mm-hmm. play on Saturday because, um, again, you weren't ready to play probably. And so uh, I would anticipate that, I mean, if it's up to me, that, that'll be the policy again. Was uh, And I gonna try to get them all in there as often as possible, and, and even if they're a little banged up, I'd like to try to get them some reps and work, even on that Tuesday. Say they can't go full, i still like to get them a little work, get them running around Um, now it's a little different this year because I have a game plan but again, because we've simplified uh, we're going to just try to out-execute people we're going to try to do what we do and we kind of, I guess the the philosophy of offense is this is who we are, this is what we do and and by game planning, we try to figure out okay, of what we do, what's, what's going to match up against this defense best we're not going to try to create a new offense today we're going to try to figure out what we do that will give that defense the most problems. So because of that, I think our guys, um, <coughs> we're not, if, if, if so say on Tuesday, um, it's not going to be necessarily, I need them out there because uh, we're putting in a whole new game plan because we're not. you know, We, we made a game plan in two or three plays that, that just kind of have a tweak on it uh, that we really feel like we can explode the defense on. But other than that, it's gonna be what we do we're gonna execute at a high level. Uh, the reason I need them out there on Tuesday is, one, I think it's good for them to get moving around, it's good for the bodies, and two, um. Yeah, I mean, offense is it's an 11 person dance you know, our, our football in general is an 11 person dance all going on at the same time and they all eleven have to be doing the same thing and they have to trust what the other guys is doing so I don't care if it's an offensive lineman um you know, whether even if it's just a walk-through blitz pickup, if he can't go through practice, he needs to be picking up the blitz with the, with the offensive line that he's going to be playing with. If it's a receiver, he needs to be seeing the same thing the quarterback's seeing. So we're going to try to get as many – we're going to try to steal reps and get them in there and get them working together as often as we can, regardless of how much of the practice they can go through. Now, by, by Wednesday, if they can not go through a full practice, then they probably don't need to play that week. And that's kind of always been my philosophy. Again, it'll be what I try to do this year, too. If, if um, Obviously, I have a boss myself. But – uh, if it's up to me, that'll be uh, that'll be our policy, and so so that's kind of what we believe in, um, and so so that's again I, I, I don't know what what exactly happened or anything, and and, uh, and I think that our guys saw that this spring, you know, and, and there were times where I think that there's some guys that, that try to get out of practice, and there's some guys that, that don't, and uh, you know when I when I address the offense. Basically, when, that was, when something like that goes on, I said, we're, we're going to find 11 players that want to play every single day, and those are going to be the 11 players to play with. I don't care if it's the most talented player or not, uh, the 11 guys that want to play football are the 11 guys that want to play on that football. Field. So, um, the guys got back to practice a little quicker because I think they started believing that. And, uh, and we got some great, man. We got some guys, like I said, like anywhere, that they want like, to if guys are trying to get out of practice, they're probably going to lose football games or those guys with in a football game. Uh, you know, we had uh, Didi or Deidre, our, our center, or a guy that of our center. We had two centers that played really well who had the flu and the, and the trainer told him he can't practice that day. And I look up and Didi's Dee in practice. And uh, I said, I can do a football game with that guy. And so, uh, you know, I think that part of that's going to be um, we're going to have to be tough as coaches on them. And we got to take care of them health-wise. And, and that's of the utmost importance. I think that football's turned to that and you've seen that everywhere in football that you got to. The player safety is obviously very important, uh, but there's a difference between player safety and guys trying to get on practice. And uh, as a staff, you kind of have to figure that out. And also, again, you got to find the guys that are tough and, and the eleven guys that want to play the most. And uh, those are probably going to give you the best chance for football game, And that's what we're looking to do. Right. From the offensive
0: side, how does our defense look
1: this year? <clears throat> you know, they were beat up some this spring, especially in the back end. And so. Um, in tackling periods it was hard to it was hard to because they 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 got some of the DDs out but that um, they uh, especially up front, they got some bigger boys that, that are physical and uh, fun to watch practice. And so um, it I, I, again I haven't played in the Pac-12 I mean in a while, in a few years. Uh, but I would think that especially talent wise would defensively and offensively I would I would imagine we match up um, as well I mean we should match up with anyone. Uh, we got big, strong players, and uh, in the back end again, we were a little beat up. But when they were out there, we had some talented guys there. We got a lot of DBs coming in this summer. I think we have seven coming in this summer, uh, or I think we signed seven DBs in this past signing class um, because of the depth issues we've had right there. So uh, it's going to be a fun summer and a fun fall camp. Uh, but I, from what you know, what I got to see mostly was the front seven. I put out. I would thank our front seven, I and mean, it would be as good about anyone in the pack. Um, there's obviously going to be some good defenses. and uh, But that's one thing about USC is, is um, and, and I, would, I hope this is the case, at least. Like, uh, I'm not saying that you're going to you're to be the most talented team on, on, on every single Saturday, um, but you should never go into a game and say that, that we're just completely out of talent-wise. You know, and that's... Uh, one of the things that had me the most excited about coming to USC is is, we have always talked about what if you play, you know, with this offense a lot of times, it's won a lot of games with with players that weren't as highly recruited or uh, maybe weren't as athletic or whatever as some of the other teams, like what if you ever got this offense to place where you had the best guys? Well, we're going to get to find out, so uh, I'll report back to you what it would look like if it had but one of the things that, I, that made me the most excited about coming to USC was, like I said, one, you shouldn't ever go out on the field and think, I'm just, we can't win because we're completely out match. You know, I mean, uh, we used to tell it was, I would think uh, you should go into every game feeling so pretty decent of it. And um, there's a lot more to football than win championships, obviously. I think that college football should be a lot more about impacting these young men's lives than, than winning football games. But, uh, but still, win football games, and 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 goals are still set to win football games. And, and uh, as a coach, uh, like I said, we were winning a lot of football games in North Texas. You want to win championships? Well, yeah, you can win championships in North Texas. Conference USA, you can know, win a bowl championship, and you can you can kind of twist it as yeah, we're still winning championships. But um, everybody wants to win at the highest level. So I don't and whether it be the Super Bowl, the national championship, the state championship, the high school. You want to win the biggest championship, and and, and uh, it's not very often you get an opportunity to go to a place where. You're, every year you feel like we can compete for a national championship and USC is one of those schools and um, you know I mean this is an outside of view looking in but uh, I don't know if this is the right answer or not for you guys but uh, you know, if, if whether you're the better football team or not, if USC is 11 and 1 and Texas Tech's 11 and 1 they're trying to decide who gets in the playoffs, I promise you, USC is getting the playoffs because it's USC. You know what I mean? And whether they're the better football team or not, there's a bias in the media towards elite programs. And, and whether that elite program be Notre Dame, whether that elite program be uh, Alabama a couple years ago, Alabama uh, is a one-loss team, they didn't win their conference championship. The argument probably, if that's any team by Alabama or an elite program, they don't get in the playoffs, right? But because it's Alabama, they get in the playoffs and they win that championship. played that was two years ago. Georgia beat them, I think that was right, Georgia beat them the SEC champion. Or they didn't play in the SEC championship, Georgia played in it. Well, they get in the playoffs because it's Alabama. Uh, USC is that same caliber school. As far as um, whether it's fair or not, if they got a chance, if, if the media gets a chance to put USC in, guess what, they put USC in over a team that doesn't have the same, the same history and the same caliber as USC. So it's not every uh, – you don't get many opportunities to go to a school where you legitimately can play for a national championship on any given year. And so that's what made me so excited about coming here was, one, yes, you should be able to win in recruiting. You should be able to get talented players. You should go into every game uh, not thinking I'm just going to be completely on my talent-wise this year. Uh, there's going to be good teams in every league. There's going to be good teams and teams are, that, is, that are as talented as us in the Pac-12 this year, I'm sure, but you're never going to be totally unmatched. And so because of that, you should go into every game with a chance to win. And at the end of the season, uh, if they got a chance, they'll put you in there, you know? I mean, let's just call it what it is, but those riders will, will most likely put you in because you're at USC. And So um, that's, an exciting, that's an exciting place to be, and uh, it makes me excited to be here and again. Uh, there, there's more to football than winning games, and like I said, and, and, and stuff like that. I think what we do is, is, is a lot bigger than that. Uh, but as a coach, you want to win a national championship, and you got a chance to do that at USC. And so uh, that's one of the main reasons I made USC and not sitting on Texas. Today. Right on.
0: With this time that Jack Sears is the starting quarterback uh, is Clay Helton going to sign off on that? Uh, is he giving you the autonomy to make that uh, <laughs> yeah, I think whoever, whoever played the best football
1: and, and I think that um, As an offensive staff we'll get to decide that you know and, and uh, Coach Helton will weigh in on I mean, Like I said everyone has their opinions and we'll have to get it's kind of like we talked about earlier like we're going to have to come to a conclusion as a staff that we think is going to give us the best chance to win football games. But, um, you know, Coach Helton, just like everyone else, uh, wants to win football games. So whoever gives him the best opportunity to win a football games, is who he's going to put out there. And, and like I said, I think because as an offensive staff, he's let us just kind of coach and, and, and go sit in the back room and, and lock ourselves in there and, and, and truly with these guys. Um, I would think whoever we decided, he would, he would agree real quick. Uh, again, at the end of the day, he's the ball, So he I mean—he—he uh, he has veto he power over anybody, I guess, except for maybe. I'm sure he has a boss too somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> as far as he says, but what's that? <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, so again, he—he he has final say. Uh, but you know, he hired us for a reason. He hired us to do a job, and I think he's going to let us go do it. That's what I think. Uh, at the end of the day, he—I would imagine—probably the, the staff as a whole. Thanks. Give us the best chance to win. He'll be following us. We had a lot of musical chairs this year with players thirty somewhat. Were a number of those because they looked at who was ahead of them and thought they weren't going to get uh, playing time or significant playing time. Or are there some really big hits in
0: that group?
1: <laughs> You're talking transfers, I believe. Mean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of that. Honestly, there's only been you know offensively. I'm speaking. You know, Bayless is the only one that, that I know that, that I met before he entered the portal. And so, you know, I don't know exactly what the situation was uh, and why they entered the portal, um, but I do think that that probably plays a big role in it. When, when um, And that's kind of a dynamic I've never seen before because I've never been at USC, but uh, you're recruiting a bunch of guys that, that think they're the number one guy. And when they're not the number one guy, it's hard for him. You know what I mean? Like, just to be honest, like, we're recruiting the number one guy in high school right now. And guess what? When he gets here, if he's better than you, he's playing in not you. You know what I mean? I, I think um, because you're, you're, you're recruiting such highly talented kids, um, that probably played a role in it. I don't know. Again, I wasn't – Valus is the only one that I know, and he had, he had family issues back home. You know, he's from Georgia and, and had a lot of stuff going on with his family. So that's a different situation. And so – uh, but, the, but the other guys, <laughs> I would imagine, like you said, you bring in an all the Saint round who is a special, special talent, and they're saying, that guy's younger than me and better than me, what am I going to play? You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm sure that, that, that plays a big role in, in why guys leave USC, and, and um, I would imagine that's an issue, especially now that the Portable, the, you know, that portal deal. I think the NCAA has been off a little more than they could fight with it. They had more than they thought they'd put on that thing. So um, that's kind of a monster uh, in and of itself. But um, I think that plays a role in it. Now that there is a portal, it's just so easy to jump out. Uh, but, but to be honest with you, it's kind of like the same thing that I was talking about earlier. What I tell our offense is I want 11 guys that want to compete and want to play as hard as they can play. Uh, every single down. If you don't want to compete, this may not be the best place for you, to be honest with you. And so, um, those guys that I don't know. I'm sure they're great. They're great guys. And, and so I don't want to speak bad about any of them. Uh, but if they don't, if they don't think they're as good as that guy, and they don't want to compete against that guy, they're probably not the best guy for USC. And uh, maybe we're better without them. I don't know. So I, I, I don't have an answer for that. Um, again, I think we have a really talented guy. I love where we are. We could use a little more depth, and a lot of those guys that transferred obviously could give us more depth, um, but we're going to try out there on time. Whatever our first game is with 11 guys that want to play football and want to compete and give us the best chance to win, and I'm excited to do it. Any more? Last one. Right, yeah. Two things for Eric. Um, since Gary passed away, uh, we just wanted to let you know if we think you and the rest of the guys are really doing a great job. the <laughs> Uh, the photo that you put
0: on the website of uh, Coach Harold makes him look like he's about 12 years old huh? uh, we don't know what I'm talking about so it might be a good idea he's really much more mature than that <laughs> <laughs>
1: how old do I look today?
0: <laughs> I, look today? <laughs> <is> <laughs> I drive you home <laughs> any more questions? <laughs> go to a lot of the practices and A lot of the regulars were startled at the beginning of practice. We never saw the quarterbacks and receivers meet so many completions. And we all said, what is our offensive coordinator giving these guys now? (laughs) I don't know. Are you giving them something? (laughs) Because we never saw so many completions. Last spring we saw a million drops.
1: Uh, may we give them some motivation you know who drops there's punishment for what drops no not really um, you know to me if, you, if you're going to get good at something you got to do it a lot so uh, we throw the ball during practice we we have the quarterbacks and so, so that's one thing that like I was talking about earlier is about our practice plan like um most, there's hardly any individual periods where the quarterbacks and receivers aren't together because if we're going to get good at throwing to those guys, we better throw it to those guys a lot. If they're going to get, get good at catching the football, they better catch a lot of football. And so, um, because we're throwing and catching so often, uh, obviously I think it's going to make them improve at throwing and catching and getting on the same page. So I think that plays a huge role in it. Um, but but I think also it's just being excited to be out there, having fun, being loose. Um, not put, and, and here's the deal. If they drop a ball, it's not like... We act like it's the end of the world. It's like, come on, man, catch the ball. All right, go back in there, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, just, I mean, uh, where if you put a ton of stress on them and and, uh, it's fourth and one every single play or every day of practice or um, every time they drop it, we act like it's the end of the world. Well, guess what? They're going to drop a lot more balls because they're going to be nervous and not want to drop the football. So, you know, we might make fun of them. We might laugh at them. We might joke with them. You know, we're going to make light of it. Um... And post practice, if we drop a lot of footballs, we'll catch more footballs. And no matter what, uh, we catch balls after practice, right? And and, and uh, I get to throw. That's, that's one reason we do it. They think it's because I want to work on catching. It's just because I want to throw a little bit. So um, I throw to the receivers. And uh, so we're going to do we're going to do ball drills after every practice. Um, if they drop balls in practice, we're going to make them catch a few extra um, on top of what we do. And so um, just to put the emphasis on. We're going to throw a catch and catch the football. We'll be really, really good at throwing and catching the football. We're going to practice it a lot, and uh, and so if we practice it a lot, if we say that's what we're going to do, then let's go do it. You know, if if we're not going to throw and catch the football, we've got to figure out a new way to score points, and and uh, we'll do that. But uh, right now, we got to believe in it and, and having fun and being, you know, I think one thing is just relax and having fun out there. And when you do that, uh, you have more success, and that's the thing. Is if you're uptight... You're not going to be real successful. And I don't, I don't think that's just football. I think that's life in general. I don't care if you're, uh, you know, probably if you're a farmer and you're all uptight, it doesn't rain as much. It's just, you know, got a farmer. In football, if you're all uptight, you're not going to have as much fun. You're not going to have as much success. And so, um, and like I said, I think that goes for anything in life. And so we're, we're having fun. Or we're keeping them loose. We're saying this is who we're going to be and we're going to be really good at it. they bought into that message and, and they're having fun of doing it. So I'm having fun with them. It's a fun group to coach, and
0: I going not be happier to be here. And that wraps up the Q and A with Coach Harrell. Uh, this is Eric McKinney. Thanks for listening to the We RSC podcast.